0: You're going to have me go back and assess my entire childhood after this to, to think about these things. Where I'm from, I can say whatever I want about you, no matter how mean or bad it is, so long as I say, bless your heart bless after, your after heart. I say it. As long as I say that, it's really all the free, all, all the free speech you could ever want.
1: Welcome back to the Interview Podcast on the Wine Millbank Podcast Network in Millbank, South Dakota. I'm Craig Weinberg. I have a very special guest today who we've talked over the years and- I've begged and pleaded and borrowed and not quite stolen yet, but almost (laughs) to get him here. Scott Simmons, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, What you do and who you are absolutely fascinates the heck out of me.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. That's pressure.
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) And so I uh, I, I have a lot of questions. All right. (laughs) Welcome. Well, I'm glad to
0: be here, try and answer anything we can and talk about life.
1: That's right. Uh, let's start from the beginning. All right. Wow. Um, where were you born?
0: I no, was born in Nashville, Tennessee. Back when Nashville was not a Chicago. It uh, explain that. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, you know, Nash- Nashville. So was it less dangerous? Not well. Just it was na- like any, any more If you hear somebody's from Nashville, it's like, oh, you're really from Nashville. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. a transient community. It's um, uh, it's actually I think last year it was the number one visited city in the nation, and it's just a tourist attraction, which is great, but <laughs> Most people have moved there that aren't from there. And uh, I think I was home visiting my parents a year or two ago, and uh, I got honked at for, for crossing the road. I'm like, we get honked at here now? I mean, it's just, you know, it felt like Chicago all yeah. of a sudden. It A uh, lot, lot of different people and a lot going on, and the growth there is just insane. But, yeah, Nashville, Tennessee, and went went to school with a lot of famous people's children. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not them. Yeah, not them, but their children. Right.
0: Yeah. So, do you feel like you have some connection to them? I, you know, I, I the funny story I tell folks: I uh, in high school, I went to school with Ronnie Dunn's daughter, and we were over at Ronnie Dunn's house one night. I, I did challenge him to singing "My Maria," which was a great '90s <laughs> '90s hit one time, but nice. uh, it didn't work out so well.
1: Interesting.
0: <laughs> um,
1: is it all country music in Nashville? Ah, or is that's that
0: what, just a, a stereotype? That's what they run with, anyways, and it, it is. And honestly, the the good talent's probably the undiscovered talent anymore. I mean, or all
1: the studio guys, yeah, everybody, and gals.
0: yeah, everybody flocks there, mm-hmm. you know, to try and hit it big, and that's obviously very tough. But those people are generally the ones that aren't haven't been discovered yet down there are truly where some of the talent is. And Interesting, yeah. It, uh, but it's all things music too. I mean, it, uh, but definitely country music. So, which I can handle and very small doses small quantities <laughs> yeah
1: uh so uh, one of the things that i learned about you oh um was your apparent ability to make pieces of wood look phenomenal and emulate a duck very well sometimes that's the <laughs> okay so it's a
0: look or the emulation which <laughs> one? when they're trying to go with look they don't emulate very well Mm. but if you're just trying to go with functionality yeah yeah, i'm hopeful so you have
1: a a, a side business maybe or or is it a a real business it was
0: it was a side business uh for sure back pre kiddo days Mm. um simmons calls simmons calls yeah started so when i was duck hunting in the late 90s getting started um the art of making a duck call was somewhat secretive you know pre-internet pre-forums all that stuff and um The old-school duck call makers didn't really share that information, and I did find one older gentleman who's deceased now uh, in the late 90s that invited me to come to shop and let me be a mentee. He was the mentor, I suppose, and uh, teach me the tricks of the trade. Yeah, Ty Black out of Memphis, Tennessee, very well-known southern duck call maker. Is it really that secret? It's not anymore since technology, you know, internet and forums mm-hmm. came out in the early 2000s, I guess. And then uh, when the uh, Robertson's Duck Call mm-hmm. television show mm-hmm. became so mm-hmm. famous, that turned a whole new light on. So it's not as prized, in my mind, prized of a hobby or knowledge base as it used to be, but it's still a very core group of what i'd say legitimate or, or well-known call makers so
1: did the uh the duck commander thing did that ruin it did that kill the industry or make it better boy <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know i know of, uh let's see here cautiously um there's a campaign that would say it it took the special mm. aspect away from it and then there's the campaign that would say it stimulated a lot of interest and um uh, furthered the the hobby so to speak we took on a lot of new call makers and um i guess there was people that have some or some emotions toward they didn't learn the hard way that the rest of us did but you know i i personally i guess would say i like it just because it was a dying tradition the art of collecting duck (laughs) calls was a dying tradition Uh, most of those people that when i grew up i was probably the youngest person into it and half of them are deceased now and yet there's all these new uh, youthful uh, my age and a lot younger that are into mm-hmm. it so it's pretty cool um and that's again it's there's a show right now the one that i grew up going to where all the some of the actually the best call makers in the country are in uh, west tennessee at realfoot lake right now this weekend it's an annual get together of call makers and collectors wow yeah so and you wouldn't believe the value of a duck call sometimes the, the good stuff anyways
1: Like actual monetary value?
0: Yeah, I think it was, gosh, I've been here five years, so I guess seven or eight years ago, the record broke $110,000 for a duck call. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, it was one of a kind. Um, JT Beckert, a deceased gentleman out of Arkansas, was the, the maker, and that stuff brings really good money
1: but like and this gets purchased and put in a shelf right like this is like collector this This is is, not a usable product
0: i mean they're usable they were hunted with at one time but
1: oh so if it had some some use then the value oh yeah that
0: was the only i mean it they were all used that's why they made them but they were ornate so to speak Mm -hmm. or decorative and Mm -hmm. um now now that they're so rare they're you know like a picasso or whatever um and you know, it's a duck call, though, so it's not as much money, but $110,000, <laughs> 110, oh I mean, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing That's to, crazy. to see them go for thousands of dollars. I mean, that happens every day. Wow. So, yeah, it's cool. cool. Um, you have... Um, You're st- are you stalking my... A little bit. It's all
1: <clears throat> historical data. You, <laughs> right. <laughs> you are... Um, you carve them as well. Yeah, like that, like ornate so it's not just turning it which is gorgeous some sure, yeah. of the wood you have is insane yeah, yeah. Um, but you actually will carve
0: yeah i uh I come from a family of carvers that came over from Germany in the 1800s um, and part of me wanted to carry on that tradition because I'm all about family tradition mm-hmm. um, at the same point I've seen some of those elaborate calls um, and thought gosh I can I can do that so I remember when I carved my first one probably in The year 2001 or 2, maybe, approximate. Um, I was an intern for the U.S. Forest Service in uh, Golden Pond, Kentucky, and had a lot of spare time sitting in a trailer where I'd stay at night and just started carving. I actually have that call with me. Really? Yeah. Let's see I brought (laughs) brought the first one here. Let's see. I kept it thinking one day I would have children, and that was it. That was done with a, a pocket knife. So, Are you kidding me? Yeah, it, it was it has some influence from somebody that helped me that's now deceased. He was out of Louisiana. He's a world famous carver, but um, James Yule was his name, and that would be a James Yule influence in his type of design. So,
1: so does the shape of the the holes make a difference, or is I mean, when you carve, is the inside always the same with a duck call?
0: The inside is generally the you know a diameter the length affects the sound mm, okay. um, more than the shape yeah the can length. you
1: make that thing sound
0: you know i don't even know if this has a reed in it to make a sound and it does not oh, so this one so is no. not going to make a i do have some that would make a sound but not this one yeah
1: that is cool though
0: yeah yeah
1: and so, that obviously will never leave you
0: that will not i've i've <laughs> sold to collectors several that came after that one that i wish i actually had back for my yeah, kids yeah so but yeah that one will stay and uh see what happens
1: was it 2019 or 18 that you were one of yours yeah well was it not first place
0: it was yeah so
1: which means best
0: right yeah I was (laughs) there was um I won the hand carved category in that national competition and then um my buddy who actually will be up here at the end of the month he won the I got second best of show out of 1200 entries I think and he got first best to show Um, but he does a different type of carving in his category so yeah wow I have that one too I I did bring that one to show you there's there's that one I had to buy that one back for my daughter since she didn't have one when you got a little three-year-old tugging on your
1: (laughs) pants like daddy (laughs) get it back so what is this wood and we'll uh I know there are pictures of this on yeah Uh, is this on the simmons calls facebook page
0: yeah it should be up there yeah it yeah that's eastern red cedar uh it's softer i like carving it at sands easy is why i go for that and it it takes oil really well really yeah um so i think i put that's I think, 300 hours of...
1: Oh, my word. How long? I mean, over how much time? That wasn't mm. like 300 right together. No,
0: no. That was months. I mean, Just You, you know, do have a life, too. Yeah. <laughs> family. When, when, you can, when you can do it. So I, the goal was to capture some of my favorite wildlife and put them into a, a call, so to speak, some of my favorite species.
1: So every duck call has two segments, correct? Yep. And then there's a reed inside.
0: There's a reed. Those are made after, like, the historic kind of call. They have a metal reed, which is not really? traditional yet. So they, that one actually does... Probably make a sound, but
1: but it is, was not designed. To, not designed. It It won't, to it won't be,
0: be very accurate, so to speak. So
1: did you make it a holder for it too?
0: I did. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's um you got to know how it goes, so to speak, to loop it on. But yeah, it's a oak leaf holder. Yeah, that, that so shows cool. a lot on presentation. Yeah, you're actually oh, at that. pretty close. Yeah, on um, presentation is what they judge as, really? well as, as well as you know finish, sound, so on, so on. So. That is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks, thanks. Wow. Wish I had more time. Jeez. So <laughs> that just that yeah.
1: So in, in your day job, yeah. you are a uh, wildlife expert? Wild land expert? You what do you call that?
0: That's that's a good question because in most interviews when you're starting well, actually even now when you have a um, you have to do a job assessment of yourself for, mm-hmm. for what I do. And they always, do you consider yourself an expert is one of the answers, which is the best credit. And I guess I normally put expert because to someone that comes into my office, I'm an expert. You you are the guy, right? (laughs) Yeah, so I I am the expert. Now, I, yeah, I do, uh, I work for U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and um, got uh, an undergrad. Actually, was in nursing school. I dropped out of nursing school uh way late in the program it was easy and i love people long backstory there we maybe could go into but uh realized it was not for me as much as i love people and uh, why what
1: was it what was the um, one what was the tipping point
0: the tipping point was cleaning up after people in Mm. a a very pg or Mm -hmm. g rated Mm -hmm. um that's just not my my deal and i love them in other categories but not in that category so uh (laughs) dropped out panicked went Put myself back into school for biology and then went and got a master's in wildlife and fisheries and
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So, so yeah. nothing. Just yeah. a little bit more. It's no big deal. Uh, I,
0: I thought it was so cool you can go to school to learn about ducks. I mean who would have who would have thought? And they paid my tuition and I was like Wow. I'm getting paid to learn about ducks and pheasants and quail and whatever else. So it uh, yeah. Manage a lot of a lot of land. So Oh, you hunt? I, I do other than ducks? I do. Yep. Um, hunting's what got me into it. However, uh, I guess uh, I get a lot of fulfillment through the job that takes the time away from hunting. We have sorry. Excitement. you, you got to look at that. The little baby had the snake. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think your, fa- your family's ready, man. <laughs> I think so. Y'all are doomed.
1: <laughs> so Scott uh, brought some reptiles uh, with him today. Oh, goodness. Um, and my children are here in the other room. <laughs> He's, oh, that's, that's awesome that's worth that's worth a that's million awesome.
0: dollars right <laughs> until it bites there you go yeah. yeah
1: my wife who is not necessarily a fan of the, right. the pet snake ditto uh, is is
0: <laughs> ditto. together though we can conquer that's right that's, that's right. right well
1: if the kids get involved and especially the daughters
0: then it's over you know right? if my wife never listens or watches this all you have to say is i want my kids to experience what i experienced and it lays the foundation for a lot of things. My son needs a new hunting rifle. Mm-hmm.
1: Wink, wink. I like it. Absolutely. Just this year, because yeah. I added another hunter this year. I, oh, yes. I told my wife, I said, you know, I think I'm going to need another one, because they can't share.
0: I, I They're agree. out there together. I agree. I completely so, agree. <laughs> it's, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm in that conversation. Understood. Because just, it's such a cool tradition. It is. Going out. Um, last year, my uh, oldest son got his first... Oh, no kidding. Last year. Fantastic. And it was awesome because I was there right over his shoulder and a couple of them walked in. And one was a uh, a smaller one. It was a little early. I mean, it was just bare. We could barely see it. And it was so cool because it came right in and just hung out. It's the best. Yeah. And then I said, no, let's wait. It's opening morning. We got time. Yeah. And then probably 45 minutes later, another one comes in that was one that was. That, that he wanted there's no better and, feeling
0: to me than that when you get to experience that yeah. first time like, and it
1: was so cool i wish i would have recorded it because i'm standing behind him i got my phone in my pocket i could have and i will this
0: year guilty that's my <laughs> point I, I, it'll be our third year to take him and every year i have failed to record the turkey or the deer mm-hmm. and i'm just like Ugh. i know we have those tools with us
1: yeah, yeah, you have all people ought to be it. able to successfully record
0: right. that, that event <laughs> so to speak yeah i'm fumbling between shoot now and don't right, shoot yeah. and so, yeah. It's so a, no, yeah that was very cool it's cool
1: and, and, and i remember my fondest memories growing up were yeah. in the fall that's mine we'd go out into the, in the mountains in yeah. oregon where i grew up and yep
0: that's where i will you know i guess i say I owe that to just that time with your family and friends mm-hmm. and what i mean it's just something about it man yeah. i don't I don't want to call it archaic or um i guess i call it our natural heritage that's the term i use when i'm talking oh yeah to fo- is mm-hmm. it, you know we all have this natural heritage and today's world tries to take you away from some of that yeah. natural heritage um so yeah. anytime you can get them back in it holy moly
1: well and and there is something to um harvesting your actual food yeah
0: there's yeah. certainly something to that yep and i think that it's
1: so easy in our current society yep. and the way the world is to not think about where food comes from
0: yep no i i don't care for the disrespect <laughs> that i see in a lot of um the hunting culture now I, i've kind of myself termed three types of hunters and the people that really understand that and, and make light of it. I mean, that's, that's what it's, I mean, that's just incredible. Mm-hmm.
1: So cool. But So how did you end up in the upper Midwest?
0: Ooh, So I guess I'd worked in probably every type of waterfowl niche or habitat for the most part that the country has to offer, except for the prairie pothole region. Uh, so that was, the goal was to come up to the prairie pothole region where, Uh, rubber meets the road as far as duck production Mm -hmm. waterfowl production and uh, wanted to come do that i'd say this was it was not on our horizon that we'd be living in the midwest but uh, (laughs) you just wanted to check it out (laughs) i guess if two winters ago had been my first we wouldn't be having this conversation (laughs) as far as i'm concerned um i've got some horribly embarrassing first time snowblower stories and um first time (laughs) on the frozen lake stories um that just you guys have a... Well, you're, I guess... I, I'm yeah. from the well, mountains in Oregon, so... <laughs> These folks that live right. around here have a pretty special culture oh, and being able to tolerate what they tolerate. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, but I, I'm I, I'm getting used to it. It's been I, tw- it it'll be 12 years. Or, I'll say that's yeah, something. 12 years. 12
0: years or something. And I mean, that's... It's,
1: wow. I, see, I grew up loving snow. We lived in a valley Ooh, between yeah. the Cascade Range and the, and the Coastal Range Mountains in southern Oregon. Yeah. And... So we never got snow. Okay. You know, well, maybe once a year we'd get something that would last till noon.
0: Right, right. Uh,
1: But we had seven, about an hour away, we had 7,000 feet up. Okay, so that you could get, okay, okay. Or we had the beach an hour away the other way. So we had the stuff, but I remember wishing wishing
0: that you'd get the snow
1: that we could live in snow well we live in snow now and some days i wish (sighs) i yeah
0: heat and humidity are what i i like so well (laughs) humidity i I can do texas (laughs) fair enough fair enough
1: um you recently uh went out on a limb Uh uh-oh and uh wrote some
0: things oh you read that huh
1: uh, I, I didn't get all, all the way through. You gave probably, it to me yesterday. Probably a
0: good thing you didn't read it. It gets deep for me.
1: <laughs> and, and so uh, you wrote, uh, and I don't know how public you want this to be, it, but you, no, here you, we go. Yeah, I'm good with it. It's called Memoirs of a Moose Hunter. Once. Once. Uh, explain that.
0: Yeah. Um, I guess the 10,000-foot view on that, there's something about a moose based on some uh, two decades of thought and research and Uh, other conservationists that has appealed to me wanting to harvest a moose, but for the pure passionate sense that we were referring to, um, saved up for a -a once-in-a-lifetime hunt um, that I wanted to relive with my father, Mm -hmm. uh, like we talked about, so that was a large component of it. And um, did not realize until after seven days of isolation in the woods and 60 hours of driving— that um i had let myself i guess become misguided um with a lot of life you know at at 41 which i'm right in the middle of my journey hopefully but um i had lost focus of a lot of what i really thought i had focus on and uh didn't even see hardly an animal um while we were there which was very unusual um uh, so a lot of emotion a lot of tears um not realizing that what I was getting from that experience was probably much more important and called upon by something greater than me to to bring me back to reality. And um took me nine months to write that not very long memoir of a once moose hunter. I've still never seen a moose in the wild, by the way, even when you save up really? and pay the kind of money that <laughs> oh, I paid man. to do that. Um, but I got so much more. I call I think in there I wrote a, a success unasked for, I think so how I worded it. Um, what was that? Well, it was, um, I, f- I guess I had uh, circled back in life to what um, I call in there a dark night of the soul, so to speak, um, where you're, you're caught in a lot of the things that the world tries to distract you with and you lose track of what, what's really important and what really makes you a bigger, better person. Um, it was a lot of self-awareness, a lot of um, emotional intelligence, becoming aware of why i am the way i am the the things that i've lost sight of whether that's family or um you know if you get distracted by greed and success and you think you have it all together and i'm you know i just tell people in there that i'm as broken as as anyone and a lot of us just don't want to admit that brokenness or work on the bro- mm-hmm. the brokenness and so i've um i've never taken the time because of those distractions in life to to meditate i'm not a meditator to this day but when you're sitting in the woods For seven days straight (laughs) seeing nothing it's a lot a lot of forced meditation and uh so i mean it was just like whether you call it god for those that have a faith or or just something flushed a rush of what i'll call realizations or just mind-boggling oh my gosh um to to my self where i just became very present in what i'd become as a person and some good some bad and um, a lot of work to do and, and I've, I've run with it ever since I guess that was yeah almost two years ago now and I'm, I'm still working on that but I you know you come back you you're at a place like that in nature and just I call it you're just in the you're in your wild you're honoring your wild and um, when you leave that and you come back to all this craziness and right I mean we're talking about everybody's in a really weird place right now with a lot of real, uh-huh. really weird topics it's so easy to get distracted and walk away from that and um so I have had to literally force myself um to continue working on it or you get swooped right back into the madness that um the world and mm-hmm. I guess our, our societal culture really offers so yeah that um yeah that's the 10,000 foot view.
1: So, I mean, do, do you think that it was divine providence that you didn't see something like to get you to this point of uh, some self-awareness or?
0: But, I I'm not one Where are you to gonna go there. Yeah, I'm not one to. To judge or question, I think I needed to be humbled a little bit. Um, whether I, I could think of, you know some biblical characters like that that needed a little humility in their <laughs> life. And, um, it, I was so wrapped around what others would think. And, and, you know, cause our culture is all about success, right? Mm-hmm. When you pay something, you're buying, like you want that. And there's no guarantee in that type of ordeal. And matter of fact, it happened to be the most flooded stage in British Columbia in two hundred years, okay. So what were the odds that the one week I'm going? What's the odds that the year before when I was supposed to go, my mother gets breast cancer and keeps Mm. us from going and the person that buys our week harvests the most beautiful moose in the world. And I see pictures of that. What's the odds that before and after our hunt moose harvested galore and I didn't even see a moose. Um so I'm not saying there was uh awful coincidental um that I probably needed to get bigger on the inside. Um than than i expected and uh but the attitude that i had going into that which was very misguided probably kept me from enjoying that time with my father which was really mm. some of the core justification for it anyways and mm-hmm. i if i could go back i mean you can't undo time right but um i i was i, I ruined an opportunity and i think i needed to have that occur uh at that level um in order to, to teach me that lesson, so. have
1: you had communication with him after the fact about this yeah. journey you're on?
0: Yeah, um, I even helped got him to help me. Pro- I mean, I had to. I was not a pleasant person to be around, even to my father, because I put so much pressure on. Mm-hmm. I've got to harvest the moose. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I countless hours and effort and um, that I took away from the um, having a nice meal with your dad in the middle of British Columbia. Um, overseeing the glacial rivers um and that he's seven you know in his 70s now and i didn't even i don't even remember the experience Mm -hmm. with him because i was so focused on the wrong thing um and that is humiliating to me um so i'm trying to um, not lose track of that humility because again i think it's so easy to get distracted and hop right back into Mm -hmm. the same same patterns so yeah we talked a lot about it um and he agrees mostly with what? let's just leave it he yes, agrees you were right he sucked uh yeah it's um i mean i literally cried coming off the mountain the last mm-hmm. night uh, and it was it was an uncanny description of emotions um and you know i think we all probably go through that journey of life um you you go through college you're not thinking about a journey of life you go through uh, your 30s your 40s and i'm sure you know having this conversation when you're 70 or 80 if you get to live that it's a whole nother journey in the next mm-hmm. next half so um, i think that is the the process i've just was really humbled at how much there is to get distracted at to prevent you from really experiencing the journey i guess
1: so do you think the the industry that has become trophy hunting is a problem
0: i think it's disgusting really yeah i mean i'd yeah. love i'd love to harvest a mm-hmm. trophy but um yeah I, th- I think um you know we there's such a disrespect um, and no um, conservation sentiment or uh, really understanding what, what you're doing, what you're after, and what, what the reason should be. And it's just um, pay expected. You know, I talked to some other hunters that were on the, and they went in, they shot their moose, and they flew out and didn't even enjoy the rest of their, their time there. They weren't after the natural heritage mm-hmm. ex- experience. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just my biased opinion of why you should be doing it. Like I said, I feel like there's different categories. But I I, I do get disgusted at the, you know, I'll read online, whether it's social media, and, you know, we blew their heads off today, boys, you know, and they're my friends, by Mm -hmm. the way. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's a little more than blowing the heads off of waterfowl or a pheasant or, you know, it's just in, but it's like that, I guess, in a lot of things in our culture right now. I mean, we've just kind of lost some of the pureness that I I wish existed, that, (laughs) That attachment that um the stuff we talked about earlier so yeah
1: so so enjoying the ride is really the the, the key out of this like yeah. being able to focus on the journey rather than yeah um, yeah and the uh, end result
0: yeah and what you you know what do you get from the journey i think a lot of times what you could get from the journey um but you know for instance, I tried to get here's just in, I tried to get really in shape for that hunt, so to speak. You know, I was going to be hiking these mountains, and I was going to be carrying out 500 pounds of moose. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, I took this long journey to, to get in shape. I wanted that to be a nice part of it. And rather than realizing along the journey that hey, I could lose 30 pounds, and hey, I'm capable mm-hmm. of watching what I eat, and hey, I'm healthier now than ever, and just focusing on that end goal, mm-hmm. um, you lose track of what all you could do during the journey. So I think so many of the successes in our life come from the journey. I mean, you know, whether it's duck calls or, or anything, um, the things you get to do along the way, the people I've met, not the fact that you sell a $4,000 duck call. It's the fact that I've got some of the best friends of my life along this journey. That'll be here at the end of the month, to duck and goose hunt. Yeah. So yeah, I, um, and I wasn't thinking like that beforehand and I was distracted by, um, I, I guess, uh, being content with, with that and so many i mean i think we all see the struggle for being content Mm -hmm. and uh, that's a big part i'd like to undo and those those struggles distract from so much of what's really important like the time with the kids the time with my spouse the time with friends and um stop focusing on what i want or think i need and and just enjoy it you know so i I made a promise to myself to not go down that route and i want to be that role model for my kiddos so they don't have the same questions
1: That's a that's a noble goal. <laughs> I'm not sure it's like attainable. It. Well, it's, it's you're trying. I've tried. I've tried. Yeah.
0: It's a lot of therapy to get you to yeah. that point, by the way.
1: Well, but just the the self-awareness that came that you've talked about is yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Because it really does bring into focus what are what, what what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, for and sure. And if the point is the trophy hanging on the wall, or, or or the the huge house with you know the lake home and the that's know, fair the, the nice truck and the
0: seventeen yep. you know boats you have or whatever as long as you know that's the the point I mean I I don't I don't want to fault those people oh no 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 but it's easy to make that the goal it it rather is. than yeah.
1: what comes around
0: that yeah because
1: yep. if you have some some tools we'll right. call them toys perhaps that allow you to have those moments right phenomenal oh yeah yep but but it's when that becomes the goal right right that i you know really becomes a problem and i I, i'm i'm guilty oh me too absolutely (laughs) oh man i'm guilty yeah Uh, my wife's a saint and so are my kids well just think if she wasn't
0: right right you'd be terrible if if she i don't know how she walks on water but she does it it's (laughs) i hope she hears that by the way excellent yeah (laughs) we'll put that at the beginning. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, and this like this journey right here. This is just this is what life's all about to me. This this people stuff. I wish people would realize that this, it's about these relationships. It's about yeah. the and in my line of work, that's not the that you just don't see that. It's all com- conflict, and as we twenty twenties, just like, oh my, it's word. just conflict, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, well, it, it is amazing that
1: you can hardly walk down the street and not almost see. I don't want to call it hate, but it's almost hate.
0: It is. Yeah, you're right. Whatever it is, if
1: if you don't agree with me or if I don't agree with you, then I'm supposed to hate you. Right. Or you are supposed to hate me. And that's just dumb.
0: Yeah. I don't, um, I don't understand that. I just feel like we've lost, we've lost focus. I don't know what that means really or how to get back there, but, um, we can all be our individual selves and, and just (laughs) feel different. You and I don't agree on everything. I'm sure. Um, but, it but was, that
1: shouldn't affect a relationship.
0: I know. And I, it wouldn't for me, but mm-hmm. I, I just don't get that vibe anymore. Yeah. I don't get that vibe.
1: It, it's sad. And when you see people, con- and the social medias are horrible. Oof. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm 41 now. Oh, you're okay. So well, yeah, just, well, just join the club. Welcome to that club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I so I we grew up before the social medias. Yep. I mean, I remember when I was 15, I think. We had bulletin board system, the BBS world, and so we'd log on, you know, the dial-up and chat in chat rooms, Yep. which, oh my word, oh, you're (laughs) all going to die, they're going to get you in a chat room, don't go into the dark chat rooms, no private, whatever. Uh, But we had, I mean, that social media, I guess if you'd call it that, because it it was the the, version of it Yeah, Founding stages, yeah. That was different because, um, I think it was, at least for us, because yeah, throughout the week or month or whatever, we'd be... Chatting back and forth and have conversations, but then once a month or so, we would all get together at a pizza place, yeah, and actually see each other yeah. and have conversations, and we actually got to know these people for real. That doesn't happen anymore.
0: No, I, I think I think that's why literally our generation should be so valued because we're capable of understanding both sides, yep. of that. And Pre versus, and post versus technology. our our <laughs> children now. It's like yeah. that's we can have a conversation and look at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and still, and still do that. So we got yeah. to experience a lot of the firsts that now our world is just consumed in. And, mm-hmm. and yet, I think we can still separate it. Um, although I do still find myself, it, it drags you in if you're not careful. Oh, man. At, uh, uh-huh. I mean, so yeah, it, it we're a special generation. <laughs> <laughs> in good and bad. Good and yeah, <laughs> yeah, good and bad. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it,
1: I, I grew up, well, my, you know, I, I remember when the cell phone came out, yep, and being able to get one was a big deal. Do you do you remember having one? Uh, yeah. What, what? Uh, w- uh, I was sixteen, and we got one for the family. Was it a pull up antenna kind? Um, or the, the, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, but it didn't. I don't. It didn't have the flip open. The Motorola kind. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The, the ours uh, was just a hard one with the pull yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No key or whatever. Yeah. It was yeah. Like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My ours was black. Oh. Um, gray. I think gray. ours was gray. Okay. And then I okay. got a yellow one. Later,
1: oh, wow. Which I don't know why, but anyway. Uh, But that was amazing, and if I remember right, which is possible, I don't. But the reason we got one, it was in the fall. My dad and I were out in the mountains hunting, Mm. and for some reason we needed to get a hold of my mom, I think. And we saw no deer, so we were done. You know, it was midday, we were done. So then we um, thought, well, let's go and see. So we drove into town, and dad went in there, and I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. We got a phone that day. <laughs> and I I don't know, yeah. and I could have mis misremembered that, but that's what's in my head. Nonetheless, yeah. he had a phone we got sometime one, there right. after that. And then, then it kind of moved on yeah. and uh, turned into what it is, and I remember when the iPhone first came out in 07, I think. Wow. And that was, like, mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, I didn't care as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't. Because yep. BlackBerry was much cooler. Yeah. BlackBerry was, was cool. Yeah. And so I... You know, we had the the flip phones and all the stuff, and right um, the razor okay. was. Oh man, if you had a Motorola a razor, you were you were it, <laughs> and I didn't because I couldn't afford <laughs> so one. I didn't, I didn't have a cool one. Right, <laughs> right. the pink ones were popular. The gray oh, ones, were, yeah. yeah, yep. The razor. Uh, I think they're I bringing think that red. back, aren't they? Yeah, with two. They're supposed to be two screens. Flip, ah, whatever. <laughs> but just knowing the fact, like now, I am absolutely relying on the iPhone I carry every day. And bit. not necessarily, to, well, I, I know there's some addiction piece to it because sure. um, with the latest update, um, there is a section, a widget you can add Mm-mm. to your screen that is a, let me see what it's called. Um, it's called Siri Suggestions. Ooh. And it's a an, it's a list of apps that
0: Siri thinks, UAE. based
1: on use case. What's next?
0: Oh, that's scary. I don't need that. And but, I don't like it because... I shouldn't update. I'm thinking. <laughs> Siri suggestions.
1: So, then there's another one that I added that... It's the same thing, but it, it, it just brings up... It's a scrolly one. Mm. And so, I'll pick my phone up at, you know, 6.30 in the morning. And it says, oh, did you want to open Facebook? Ooh. Because normally that happens... First thing. Gosh, they know. And, and what I started doing, I looked at that and said, "Nope, I'm not doing it." They, know, they got you. What's what's the Netflix series right now where they're uh, social dilemma? That's yeah, yeah. that's disturbing. <laughs> and and it's not. I I don't feel like I am like owned by the people that right sell on Facebook right. because I I don't care right. But it's the fact that I look at it.
0: Yeah. I just, yeah. That's what I did. the First thing when I it's horrible. Yeah, and I really didn't care. I just did it out of habit. And
1: that that's it. Yeah. It's you pick it up. What am I? Yeah. Boom. It's habit. Yeah. And because if I don't do that, what am I going to do? Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, and Play I don't. I don't like modeling that for the next generation either. And I'm I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, there's there's got to be some healthy habits to to manage that that I'm not doing yet. <laughs> um But yeah. yeah, and I mean, he even ours is already. When when we going to get a cell? And and you know. We won't get into the ages, but <laughs> at school here in Millbank, that oh, I hear man. how many in this grade have a smartphone, and I'm just like-
1: It blows my mind. Really? Yeah. My my 11-year-old, I'll, I'll say it, my 11-year-old's peers. And what grade is that? Uh, fourth, I think. See, that's third fourth. And they all have, and of course, they're little. These aren't big kids. And so they have this huge, massive phone that doesn't hardly fit in their pocket. And yet,
0: they got to have the phone. Yeah. that's. Um, it blows me away. Because
1: I know what they cost
0: I know what they cost I also Again The ability to have a conversation Look someone in the eye <laughs> right. That. right And yeah. I'm sure I'll, We'll be faced with those same mm-hmm. Questions and, and decisions At some point And Holy moly yeah.
1: Well and my oldest uh, He's 14 now He wanted desperately Sure Instagram Oh I, I need all the stuff You know I, I need My friends are on Snapchat Nope Not happening yes. My friends are on uh, TikTok Nope uh, Facebook? Nope. Good for you guys. Instagram? Okay. He got Instagram. That's, but yeah. I, I was very clear before you follow people, I would like
0: to know who, know they, who are. they are. That's wise. That's good parenting. There and so there. it's
1: it, it's it's people that I know about. It's his friends. And they, sure. you know, the one thing that is good about that is the, about the new phone technology is the ability for these kids to have group chats mm-hmm. and, and like phone calls. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he will sit on the phone with three or four other friends from around, them. some some live in Grand Forks, I don't know where the others are. And they're all... Yeah, they're all in the same phone call. So they are actually talking
0: to each other. Is that like the days of the three-way, like, hold on, let me buzz. I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me, I think it let is. buzz it. Yep. what's his name? <laughs> oh, it didn't work, hold on. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. That is, yeah. I mean, that is yeah. nice.
1: And so that part's cool, so he's yeah. got the actual yeah. verbal interaction. Yeah. And I'm not a huge fan of the Xbox world either, but okay, I have I one, one of those. Yeah. Um and what we've noticed and you know we don't want to give it to them all the time because we want them to be able to, to sure. survive without a technology sure um but that is a place where they can connect with friends because they talk to each other On the in X the same point. game yeah so yep. i do think there's
0: some value that's there good. i could see that in proper yep. proper controls yep. and that's the hard part yeah we haven't we haven't had to tackle that yet although it's oh, coming don't. up <laughs> our ours is like everybody else is got i'm like oh mm-hmm. buddy mhm so yeah, we're we're struggling with those decisions. I I don't think the last I you know we were right on the fringe of the video game and like Atari yeah. you know got to play Atari and stuff. But I haven't done anything since Super Nintendo, and I'm a rarity. Uh, yeah,
1: well I I never had yeah. uh, a game console okay. other than we, we had some computer games. Ski or die? Did you ever play that uh, game?
0: Well, <laughs> no, I, I skater die on the standard <laughs> Nintendo, but
1: but Ski or die was well, it's probably similar. Um, it was on a five and a half. Floppy or whatever, five and a quarter. Oh, oh nice! Some Oregon Trail. Plug days. it in. Uh, so I never played that. My wife from Minnesota played it. Okay.
0: okay. I never played it. In you Oregon, lived on the Oregon <laughs> right. Trail. I, I mean, knew we were there. there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's uh, wild. So, so
1: that was the gaming consoles. that <laughs> sure. We had with just computer because yeah. my dad built them. And oh, really? Boy, he okay. went to school. No wonder you're so handy with this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he might say otherwise, but <laughs> back before they were cool, <laughs> I, I remember the first, uh, the second computer he built was just screaming fast i mean it was insane i think we had 512 m- Meg- megabytes of ram wow wow
0: what yeah what, now, and what's the capacity now that well
1: you- the machine i work on every day has 32 gigabytes of ram and i would like that to be doubled
0: that oh, still works fine
1: but i'd like that to be Th- this laptop right here has we,
0: 32. <laughs> so speaking of technology <laughs> you'll appreciate this which is 64 times what was back then <laughs> we had we're working with ours on technology our third grader mm-hmm. and we had an incident parenting incident we're working through and to make an a point um and it was not a fit of rage it was just this is how we're going to do this in this house a month uh, two weeks ago i broke our macbook in half like slowly (laughs) i know your eyes i don't i'm still i regret the decision (laughs) we we slowly bent and and broke it and Mm -hmm. said we're not going to do that in this house Um, so now i'm computerless and i huh you know We'll slowly work through that that ankle. Interesting. Yeah, it was not a wise. My wife realized we probably had files and photos and stuff on there that we failed to. Huh. We'll we'll leave it at that. That that was calm parenting, by the way. And that was just we're not going to do that. And now here, and see that kids. (laughs) We don't. Apple makes a bendy product. (laughs) We don't need this.
1: Wait. So yeah. Oh man. uh, Gotta love it. Yeah. And we don't have. Uh, we have some iPads. We don't okay, have yep. like standalone computers at Ditto. all. Yeah, part of it. I just there's so much crap out there.
0: I think that's. Uh,
1: it, it's too easy to get.
0: They're gonna get enough of it sometime anyway. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> anything I can do to yep. delay that yep. is kind of the rule of thumb in our house. And um, you know, our our third grader, the stories we hear, the questions we hear him bringing home. Um, are mind-boggling, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't recall that at that age. Uh, you know, I don't either. Fifth, sixth, seventh, maybe, um, but no, <laughs> not third grade. Uh huh. So that's wild. But,
1: and here we are in 2020, in the middle of a yeah. pandemic. <laughs> where,
0: <laughs> where are you in our crisis? <laughs> right, right. Where, oh, which crisis are we talking about? Politics, <laughs> racism, sickness. <laughs> what else is going on in 2020?
1: Um, You were born in this, The is it called the South? It's Tennessee Tech. It's not the South, right? Or is it? I think
0: it's below the the (laughs) Mason-Dixon line, so to speak. Southern
1: than we are now.
0: Yeah, more southerly than than Um,
1: now. This whole idea of, and I I guess you can be as frank as you want to be, um, this whole idea of growing up with a, a preconceived idea that if someone has different color skin than you, they are lesser than you. Did, did you did you see that as a kid down there?
0: I was in the generation that I I don't think you saw that in inner city of Nashville per se. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we there were probably some. Well, there's no. There were no probably. There were um, cultural or generational family mm-hmm. um, statements growing up that you heard that. Um, were not viewed as incorrect in their eyes. Um, I think I was at a time when you were starting to see the transition of, well, I have some friends with skin of color. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, you you question some of that with some of the older generations in my family and other friends and families that are no longer there. And I remember, friend, you know, there were comments made, yeah, you know what, Greg, I've, I hadn't thought about this, but since I'm so good at emotional intelligence now <laughs> and um, therapy that helps me process There were a lot of things I was exposed to with older generations Mm -hmm. that uh, would have easily could have taught my generation or my friends to feel that same way. Um, You know, when we would go on trips to Alabama or what have you um, and visit friends, family and um, the conversations that um, were said and had, um, I would be appalled for my children Mm -hmm. to hear. So, um, yeah, I think it's not. Those generations have gone, and and we've hopefully taught otherwise. But, uh, yeah, you do have me questioning, um, even if it's a subconscious, you know, you just heard it so much you don't even realize that it's Mm -hmm. in there, that that belief or that um, thought behind something would be in there. Um, Yeah, I I would say I did see that now that I think about it. Um, Do you think it's fair
1: to hold previous generations to today's standards?
0: That is the million-dollar question. Uh, and i've i've had that conversation with a lot of folks and i i guess um are are we are we talking about basically um reparation well or um, not necessarily? D- d-
1: even like if if someone fifty years ago to hold held them to view, you that, yeah that was that said one thing, and then now that view is considered yeah. uh, either inappropriate or maybe it's just not something yeah. that should be done. Um, Do we say, oh, they were bad, and we can't even remember them because they were bad? Yeah. So basically, it, it's the idea of uh, removing statues monuments and, and yeah, statues. Yeah. But it's it. What I want I'm trying to get at is the the idea that we sh- can or should hold yeah. past generations to our standards today. Is that fair?
0: You know, I, I think. Um, I don't. I don't know that we should ever erase the history books. In my mm-hmm. opinion, as I think this out for the first time right now in depth. Um, that said, um, you know, if knowing what I know now, if those folks were still present, you know, I'd say, you know, I'd like to have a conversation that says, well, that's not the case now, or that's, you know, I'm not going to refer to this or that mm-hmm. in such a manner. Um, but I, I don't know that. Um, There's a fine line. I don't know where that line is. I guess I believe there's a fine line of um, our history is our history. Let's not forget that, but let's not celebrate it in a manner that um, we're overstepping that line. And I I don't know where that is. It's probably a case, but you know, in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, I can think off the main interstate there when I was in high school, a private landowner erected a Nathan Bedford Forest um, statue uh, with all the. the states the confederate states flags around it and um i believe there was an intent behind something like that they did it right next to the interstate where you could see it Mm -hmm. and um you know but i guess i I don't some of the stuff i hear about i don't know why we're doing it i mean there's things that offend me and but i'm capable of looking past it but then i'm in a different place than other people um with some things you know um I get offended that people try and sell me chewy gummies on commercials because I have a history of diabetes and, and I love chewy gummies and it's a large part of my weight gain. Um, but, you know, I guess that's – these are deep topics, Craig, uh, that I was not prepared for. Um, let's just not go overboard and make hasty decisions with erasing some stuff, I guess, is where I'd leave that. Um Think it out. I don't. Uh, we we can't undo. We can't delete history. But we can, as long as we're learning from it. Mm-hmm. Whatever that learning. Well, lesson, we can't like, learn from it unless we actually know about it. You, 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 that's what I say. Can't erase it because mm-hmm. you can't learn yeah. from it. um And we've got to learn from it to get better. I, I mean, things change. I'm not as pretty as I once was. So I know uh, you cut your beard off. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It, I did. Yeah, that's tied to that moose hunt, by the way. That's really the, that's the only reason I grew it. Is moose have a beard too? Mm. And the. To my wild weirdness side was after I harvested that moose, gonna cut the beard, but um it didn't happen. As you
1: were biting into the heart, yeah, right? Yeah, I was right gonna there.
0: be that <laughs> ritualistic, <laughs> demonic, no. Uh it was just gonna tie tie me with you nature. You can't wear their antlers, all right? <laughs> it's a gross fascination. <laughs> uh yeah, so um yeah, yeah, I, you bring up a good point though. That's humbling in itself. Um even even deceased family members thinking back being a young kid Mm -hmm. um, some of the things i heard and and stuff that are that are not appropriate doesn't mean it wasn't part of their culture and journey Mm -hmm. um but again things change and i see robin and i've lived in so many cool little cities um and i've seen the ones that thrive and the ones that don't and it's the ones that are willing to make some change even if it's micro change that seem to be the thriving cities so um yeah our don't give me those deep topics, Craig. <laughs> Do you think
1: <laughs> that it? Because uh, uh. one of the things, because I, when I grew up, I grew up in you know, the the mountains in Oregon. Um, right. Didn't have many people that were not light skinned around us, just just because of the the nature of mm-hmm. um, where we were. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't. We were rural, out in the in the woods. Um, and it it just wasn't there. And I, why, I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to go there because I have no idea why that was the case. Um, but I don't ever recall thinking or being, like, encouraged to think that the color of someone's skin changes who they are. Ever. And, and, and so when I hear, you know, on the news yeah. where th- there is, and clearly there are people that do, th- there must be. Or else there wouldn't be as big of an issue as it is. But so there must be people that think, oh, you have dark skin, um, you are not human. And I know that was a sentiment way back, right? Because you know the whole slavery thing. That I think some of that came from uh, the idea that they could just be workers, and because they weren't actual people, they didn't feel like real, real right. people. And that to me that is the most ludicrous thought ever. Um, it's an uneducated thought, right. definitely.
0: I think that that's a large portion of yeah. it.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, we can certainly chalk that up to the ignorance um, at some level. Right. Again, doesn't mean it's right or good. Just we we can put that in the ignorance category. Yep. Um, but today there is still a big cultural difference between, um, it, especially, um, I, I've got family that he grew up in, southern texas mm-hmm. um well and uh, just outside of houston so that's kind of east a little bit um and in that area i was talking to him the other day about this it was just normal to refer to um african-american black skin people that as as certain things and you know there were there were certain people that just assumed they were different and less and worse and right, whatever right and that was just that was just culture yeah and then the the black community has a, a culture, a family culture that's different than others. Um, the Native American, sure. th- that they have a culture. Um, and that's not bad. We're supposed to celebrate that. Yep. Um, is it equally, and this is why I love a podcast, because we can just have these yeah. conversations yeah. and it's not, yeah. you know, because I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah, Is it equally celebratable? That's the wrong word. It's not a word. Um, to have a a culture that is, and and I'm not saying that it puts other cultures down, but that is its own, like like the Midwest culture, the the white Midwest. You eat casserole. You have meat and potatoes. Not very flavor. Cul- oh, yeah, it's y'all, gross. Y'all, yeah,
0: you it's not very flavorful food up here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, and and so that that's a culture. Now, if we have uh, a more of a Cajun culture. Yep. That That is a thing, and it's celebrated, yep. and we all, we, we yep. love it. Yay, that's good, that's good. But it's almost like you're not allowed to, and this is what I don't know. Like, should we be allowed to have different cultures within America and celebrate them all?
0: I think, I think the answer to that would be yes, um, other than if that culture, I mean, you want to be able to be yourself, be whatever, um, but if that culture... Is negatively referring to or um, spreading some kind of "you're nothing." I'm, I'm, you know, absolutely. I, I yeah. guess there's where I would draw the line, and I guess that's tied to just my ethical, moral feelings in that um, I don't view anyone as any less than me. Mm-hmm. So if my culture is right. going to celebrate something that's someone is lesser of a person um then that's where i that's maybe not the culture i believe in and i question if that we should even refer to that as culture you'd have to define (laughs) well that's probably true yeah yeah, we'd have to define (laughs) culture uh, that spreads um inequality in some i mean there's a lot of things i don't agree with there's a lot of uh, whether that's holy cow religion Mm -hmm. whatever there's just various things that i um don't agree with and but I've never had an issue, like we talked about earlier, that that individual is not as right equal or as good mm-hmm. as me. They just do something that I feel differently mm-hmm. about. You know, if that's yeah. I don't even know what that would be coming to mind. But well, a, shooting it, moose might be one shoot, of them. Right? Sh- shooting an animal—that's a huge culture. <laughs> no, I mean actually. Sorry. Well, <laughs> oh sorry, never mind. <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah, but you know, like yeah. hunting versus anti-hunting. Oh those yeah, those are that's a huge one. Uh, I see I see both sides of that. I don't mm-hmm. have any, um, uh, I deal with both in my work and I don't have any strife against those that disagree with hunting. Um, and, but then I disagree with it if it's done incorrectly. So, right. And, um, uh, yeah, I think it's all about, um, and I think it's, I know we talk about, uh, or you hear all about, um, political correctness or whatever. And, um, the goal should not be to offend. Now that doesn't, I don't believe that gives someone the, th- to say that what you're saying is offensive to me you know i mean mm-hmm. i don't again these are such lines that um and the problem i think goes back to nobody's willing to have a discussion um in a decent way about those things it's just here yeah. and here and there's no middle ground to t- you know the one thing i've walked away with in life is that um facts are very inconvenient to ideology mm. so you know if, huge climate change, no climate change, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. a huge one. Um, someone that believes in climate change is never going to convince somebody that doesn't because they've got this emotional tie to that belief that that's hogwash. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, you or I could present all the facts one way or the other, and those facts are going to completely be... Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't right. matter. Mm-hmm. And I think that applies to a lot of stuff that we're talking about, whether it's um, cultures or um, skin color, or, and it's just people aren't going to be willing to, because they're, you know, as you were talking a second ago, I was thinking, you know, when I was in elementary school, I had all kinds of friends of various races and, you know, like the mind of a child. You don't even, you don't even see that. Uh, At some point I was exposed to something. I don't know what that was where you see the difference. It made you start looking different. Yeah. Yeah. You start. And it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just like we're dealing with my third year old now, a third grader on stuff. Now it's you, he's starting to that childlike innocence Mm -hmm. whatever that is 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 disappearing and he's seeing he's hearing he's learning um and and i think that's it and it's it's whether or not you follow suit with that right or don't and um and that's the i think that's the deal breaker but yeah man those are those are tough questions good journey of life questions
1: Well, we're halfway through, right? So, <laughs> yeah, we gotta, finish. we gotta,
0: yeah, we gotta hope, hopefully, we get that right extra 40 years.
1: Still got a little bit of the hill, <laughs> a little bit of the hill to go up. Um, what do you think about news, news media? So,
0: I personally don't watch it, mm-hmm. um, but that's just why. Me- I'm just tired of the stuff we're talking about. I'm just exhausted. Um, I'm I'm that person, you know, the, these, I don't have my phone in here, but those phones, so uh, (laughs) the the beauty of those phones is um, they can give you the world, I -hmm. believe, but they also can slant that worldview because we can program them Mm -hmm. to show us exactly what aligns with those ideals. Mm -hmm. And so then that becomes your reality and that's all you know. Uh, on my phone, you'll find MSNBC, you'll find Fox, you'll find CNN, because I like to read all of them sometimes when I do watch the news. But uh, yeah, in the last year, probably 2020, there we go again, uh, I just stopped reading and watching, um, and I feel free, um, I don't feel misguided or guided, and um, yeah, but however my wife, she enjoys reading that stuff, um, and I... Uh, I think there's a lot of good, but then I think there's a lot of bad. That's the layman's terms.
1: Is there, uh, like in your specific marriage relationship, um, is that a, a conversation topic that is just open always? So you guys have, have these conversations about current events, or is that a...
0: Yeah, no, not? we do, um, and obviously we're two different people on some things and like in others, and um, we have the conversation, but um, it doesn't bring, again that shows how you can have a civil Mm -hmm. conversation and not everybody's capable of that. But, um, those things are great. If you, my, my in-laws follow the news like crazy and it's great. And I glean from them and and my parents probably do the same, but, um, I stay busy enough that I think that's my excuse to not have to watch the news, um, and, and do other things. And the only, yeah, there's a lot of negativity around the news right now and the media, right? So, um, I think there's good intent there but it seems like with everything in life there's there's always some bad intent also i mean it's amazing for someone that doesn't program their phone to um slant their reality that um, i can pull up one app that says one thing and Mm -hmm. i can pull up the other app that twists it a complete
1: same information same information different perspective
0: yeah and it's uh again but that's the story of life i suppose with how we interpret or want to things to be interpreted
1: do we have um, do you think there's ever going to be a time where there will be pillars of truth that everyone can agree on or are we just past that point because I, how can you have a debate about anything if you don't have if you're not starting from the same foundation
0: boy that, you have given that some thought to this to, to, you know I believe there are pillars of truth, so this would tie into everything. Pillar of truth being that I, for me, I believe the pillar of truth is that we're all supposed to love and get along with each other as as humans. You know, we're supposed to, We're and maybe it's from my upbringing, maybe it's from my career, my passions. We've got this planet, we've got each other, and when it comes down to it, if you don't believe in, in a God, then that's what you got. You got each other and you got this planet. So the pillar of truth to me is that we're all on this earth together doing whatever we're doing. Um, it's when it gets skewed. And, and I think the key is um, greed and other um, things that, that step in the way um, that, that start to skew that the pureness and the, the core of humanity and it, it being about each other and, and some greater good. Um, I don't, know how you come back to that with the technology and some of those negative inputs and factors that guide and slant people's uh, views and ideologies. Um, I don't know how you come back from that unless something takes you back to, I can think of several TV shows or whatever that take you back to all that's erased. Mm -hmm. And you start fresh with that that coreness that what what it really comes down to is that you got people mm-hmm. and that's it um so i yeah i don't know that i see that ever changing in my personal belief unless something larger occurs that reboots the way we view
1: and that's not going to be fun
0: that i i don't know even what that would look like whether you think it's a religious thing or a um, a, a climate weather thing or whatever other bad things could occur um but we have we've made a wreck out of mankind humankind um why just because we're having to ask ourselves if we're having to ask ourselves can we ever get back to the pillars of truth and the um the all goodness i mean i don't believe life's gonna life's not gonna be happiness we've all realized that there's sadness in life there's pain in life you know so it's not all um butterflies and ponies but um yeah i don't um i think we i think we've made a mess of of the core issue of what's important in life and and i think i have fallen into that as well i mean i get get distracted by this and i i don't pay attention to what i really know is important which is those kiddos and that wife and that family and those friends and um and it it took some pain and it took some help to to realize that i i got misguided by the things we're talking mm-hmm. about that that detract from the goodness so you like to cook? I'm a horrible cook. I like to cook. We had to quarantine at our house, you know, because of, of the COVID. Mm, mm-hmm. And the meal prep by me was not <laughs> very classy. People got like a granola bar, some nuts. <laughs> uh, here's a cup of water. Here's a PB- They don't want eggs or PB&J anymore in my house. Um, no, I, I like cooking wild game. I come from the South. I have a sweet tooth. Um we, d- we use a lot of sugar. And, now, that's and
1: interesting. Why is that coming from the South?
0: Well, so I have- Sweet tea? I have gleaned that up here, you didn't have access historically or culturally to the sugar cane. So we uh-huh. had sugar cane of the South, which is where a lot of our mm-hmm. cooking- And you had sugar beets, mm-hmm. which were more limited.
1: No one likes them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've never eaten one, honestly. Uh, but yeah, so our sugar source was closer to the South, I believe in Louisiana and the coastal where they did a lot of sugar cane. Mm. Which influenced a lot of our cooking. Um, the other thing, if people talk about Civil War, y'all pillaged all our food supplies in the Civil War, anyway, So like all we had were black-eyed peas, which you guys wouldn't touch. Uh, so we had to learn to li- live off of what was there, which is Grandad's pigs' feet, and right. you know uh, stuff yeah. that you you guys are too good for up here. Uh, so yeah, buffalo it, to kill. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's a lot of the, the cultural food stuff from my reading that. Um, how that stuff started So Interesting Yeah, yeah That's kind of Cool history tidbit for you Favorite music Whew. I'm pretty diverse in that um, cousin Nashville's Music City mm-hmm, Right mm-hmm. So um, Don't hate me But pop to country To soul to rap To blues To
1: You can't include rap in there Can you
0: <sighs> Maybe that was just Growing up in that <laughs> phase Of of Run DMC And some of those <laughs> just Like this is the movement So Yeah I I do like some of that stuff I like the like the I was that guy had the the Southern CJ7, but yet had the subwoofer in the back of it. Uh, <laughs> so I was on that journey of who am I, Craig? <laughs> I'm still on that journey. Uh, yeah, favorite. You know, and then there's nothing wrong with a good fiddle, though. I do like some of that bluegrass. Yeah, it um, banjo. I I yeah. love I love a banjo. Uh, I have family members and and friends that play it. Um, However, people up here, a lot of folks seem to make fun of a banjo. And or <laughs> Banjo, <laughs> uh, whatever. So, but banjos a cool, cool instrument. It, uh, huh. Yeah, it. Uh, you know the the food thing and the way y'all say things. Now we're now we're y'all getting, now I like we're getting that. cultural. Uh, <laughs> that's been my wife's biggest um, pick at each other is the way we, we enunciate or pronounce words. Like y'all say, I can't even say it. Y'all, like I say, pen and pin like they're the same, and mm. y'all say. Pen and pin. Well, they are different letters, (laughs) but they, yeah. I don't. We and toboggan. My my wife would agree. Toboggan's a big one. Like that's a hat. Where I'm like, this is a a toboggan is a hat. This is a hat. It's marketed as a toboggan. It's th- a beanie. Well, uh, I've learned right? y'all call that or a stocking cap. Sto- yeah. But um, yeah, lots of lots of cultural differences with words like that. Interesting. Uh, I'm I'm slowly adjusting. Oofta that y'all say is a oh, strange one for me. Yeah, I don't um, uh, see. You say y'all say. I I'm not from here either. Okay. So so I, right. I, I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm. In, I'm <laughs> what do they say out in the northwest? For what? For a group of people. You folks. Um, you all. Uh, no, I, uh, geez, I don't know. I think it's you people. I think it's think I don't know. Hey, they, everyone. They say you all here, so if I'm doing a big presentation, or where I make sure to say, now, folks, or mm. you, if you say no, y'all. That's, politi- that's politicians said, hey, folks. It, well, I feel like y'all does. See, now this is me turning on my own. I feel like Ooh. y'all almost has an ignorant sound to it. And, and Now, that is interesting. I, and I catch myself
1: changing that. Because I have driven to Texas a couple times in the last few years. And when you start get into Oklahoma the 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 dialect mm-hmm. it has and it's weird it has uh, an ignorant feel to it And again I, I don't think yeah, they're stupid no no I it's, but it, is that because that's what's been put on the television?
0: I, it may. It like may, the be redneck may be that. It may be a dummy who talks like that. It may be that stuff we don't even realize, like that. that has, Uneducated with one tooth. That has influenced. Interesting. Like, I remember when Billy Bob teeth. Oh yeah. Came out mm-hmm. and um yeah, and, and, and that, that made southern you that swamp. made you ignorant yeah. and it, yeah. <laughs> uh, so again those things that probably wow. influence the way we think we don't even realize it and I lived in Oklahoma um, with, my, with my wife and um, that's where we had our car burned actually by some duck hunters uh, so that's a crazy story. Uh, do tell yeah. what so we They li- burnt your car? That was a weird one. Yeah. Try I'll, I'll I can tell that story. So um
1: <laughs> wait, do you have the NDA or something?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh trying to separate a little bit of work Like So yeah, we uh, I was a wildlife okay. biologist at mm-hmm. the time and um working at a great waterfowl refuge and I caught some waterfowl hunters that had been abusing the rules and basically m- making it their personal sanctuary, Duck Hunt Club, for no telling how long. and How? Uh, they were coming in illegally and basically running people off. It was their, oh, you know. Pretty, but this is public land. Yeah, public land. Okay. So I, I did disagree with it. But I just simply took that back to my supervisor at the time, who then changed the rules that would prevent that from being able to occur as far as access and mm-hmm. time allowed on on the hunt, public hunting land. And so they knew who turned the, ah. that in so it started getting a lot of death threats and um that we again we got that nixed because we knew who was doing it but then wake up one morning uh, in the nicest subdivision in the little um, town that we lived in and my car was gone and i was like hmm oh they you took it yeah from the house yeah and thought gosh which one of your buddies moved your car you know playing a joke mm-hmm. on you call him he's like i didn't move your car and i was like come on where'd you <laughs> move my car so uh Anyways, we get a call like a day later um, from the sheriff's office that, um, actually, if I'm correct, questioning me, if we did it, they wrote it off as a insurance burn that we would have wanted to claim insurance. And I was like, it was paid off. Why would I burn it? So long story short, um, these hunters took it to my place of work, put it up on blocks and burned it to a crisp. Wow. And, uh. We, there was some investigation with various uh, enforcement issues at all levels due to (laughs) the location of the activity occurring and and the locale oh man and uh long story short um we were essentially told those were good boys they wouldn't do no are you serious it was like a movie man it was like a movie and uh scot-free scot-free no way nothing occurred yeah and uh as we're as we're moving to Kentucky after that, that you know several months later for another job, and, uh, said investigator had to fingerprint my wife for teaching certificate, mm-hmm. um, and oh, you know that investigator said, "Well, Scott must be happy, you know, he got a new truck," and she made sure to say, "No, we got a new car payment." Uh, so yeah, that was one of the, not a lot of people deal with that. That
1: was so they still were playing the game of. It was insider. Job. I, hate, I
0: hate to say that, wow. but it was that was I'll sure. I'll say it. That was, <laughs> thanks. That was sure the <laughs> that was sure the feeling. That's um, crazy. Yeah, I, and I was most. I mean, I remember my wife. I didn't even see the car. That my, our friend was a sheriff deputy, took her to see the vehicle, and it was. I was so mad because my dad's Vietnam dog tags were hanging no. on the mirror, and those were kind of like a keepsake mm-hmm. for me. Of course, they were never to no. be. Yeah. So they even took my that work sucks. uniform hat and laid it on the fence post in front of the vehicle um when they i don't know why
1: <laughs> well that should be so clear that it wasn't you then yeah because why would you hey everybody
0: I, maybe that's what they do in oklahoma's insurance burns <laughs> i don't know like you were saying. <laughs> uh so that was yeah right. we well we loved oklahoma but you're right you know you say that i think there are things that make us feel like the south is mm-hmm. ignorant in the way we, and i catch myself trying to change some of the words i say and i can try this is even and people tell me be yourself but i've caught myself trying to use a neutral accent um when i'm talking to a large group of people it's called non-regional diction yeah that, that, that's yeah. what the best here, that, that's what the best news anchors so, need so here's <laughs> and it's funny you say that so a guy in the midwest was like well scott when you hear those folks on nbc tonight, or, or abc tonight, do they sound more like you or like me and i was like <laughs> oh my gosh they don't sound like me right so he's right, yeah. like he's right mm-hmm. so yeah it, you're right dick that would you have non-regional non-regional diction, non-regional diction. Mm-hmm. that's correct
1: that non-regional is, that di- and i will right.
0: practice non-regional diction the rest of them today i don't think so <laughs>
1: <laughs> i've met you yeah <laughs> it's tough you go that's back wild. to your
0: ignorant ways at times like i do so
1: well it, it's uh it, it's it's who we are and it is
0: I, I gotta own that like
1: well yes and i think that that to me is is the real question yep. who's foundation yep. is right yep. and why can't they all be right at some level now obviously yeah, at you know, some level we can't have the peace where it makes other people yep. be less but why can't we have all of it isn't that what america is supposed to be supposed to a be. melting pot
0: yeah to some it is a melting pot. i mean we're all we're all immigrants in some form or fashion and uh, his, historically and yeah it's um that's a, that's a good question that would be a excellent debate Not even a debate topic, just a discussion. It doesn't have to be a debate.
1: Ooh, ooh, ooh. What are your thoughts on free speech?
0: (sighs) Never been asked that. And what does it mean to you? I I guess, boy, I'd have to think on what it means. I guess I want free speech, but it doesn't, at the same time, it doesn't mean I want to hear it all. Um, So... um, I think folks maybe should be able to say as they want to say. But if folks don't want to have to be exposed to what they're saying, I don't think you should be forced whether that's, I I don't know, Craig. I've never been asked that question. Um, You know, there's other laws and stuff that I, um, amendments that I like and don't like, but free speech. I mean, again, I think you should be able to say what you want to say, but I I think the intent behind what you're saying, uh, my moral and ethics, um, get in the way for me. Like I know I would not want to say something to make you feel like less of a man. Like mm-hmm. I just know I wouldn't want to do that. Do I think I should be allowed to say it? Maybe. Um, but it doesn't make it right that you should have to hear me say that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I can even answer that question. Can I flip that? What do you think free <laughs> speech is? is
1: I, I heard Jordan Peterson say once <clears throat> in talking about what Free speech, like what the fundamental of what right, it is, right. is free speech is politically incorrect by its nature because we can't ever work through hard topics if we can't talk about them. I agree. You have to, I agree. And And so the concept of free speech gives us that freedom to have a conversation that might include things that people are uncomfortable with. But it allows us the option to actually work through this. So I I may hold a view in my head, but in order to work through that view, we have to have a conversation.
0: With that approach, the way you presented that, I have no issues whatsoever. If your intent becomes somewhat skewed to have that discussion, like if you're wanting to um, make me feel a certain way... Mm -hmm. To, to, as part of your free speech, that's where I think the, the, in, so the way you said it, the intent is good behind that. I like that. Um, if that intent changes through those discussions and free speech, that's when I think we might abuse it.
1: Um, right. Oh, and, and I don't disagree with you there. What I'm wondering is, is there any mechanism for an enforcement side mm. to, to, to stop it if it's not nice? Because, that's where I think we run into problems.
0: I think we will. How,
1: how do you enforce someone? You can't say that word. Yeah. Why?
0: Yeah, I, th- I don't I, like it. Why? I think people want there to be enforcement, right or wrong, behind it. And that's where we have some mm-hmm. problems arising. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's the what's, what's too much, what's... Um... Well, and, and it's cultural at
1: some level. Like if I say the word bloody in England, that's equivalent to the F word. Hmm. Really? Out here, it's not.
0: Uh, I it would have been would have been a hunting excursion yeah, for me, uh, or
1: uh, the bloody thing, whatever. Yeah. That that is. That's, but, but that's derived. That's a version of there. swearing yeah. over there. No, they yeah. do whatever. Yeah. Um. So culturally, it matters what things mean.
0: Culturally, toboggan, right? Where I'm from, I can say whatever I want about you, no matter how mean or bad it is. So long as I say, "Bless your heart," after after I say it, as long as I say that, it's really all the all all the free speech you could ever want. Um, my my sweet one grandmother is still alive. She can say whatever she wants that is just bless their heart, bless their heart, and as long as she says that, it's sweet. It's like right, you're right, Gina. You're right. So. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's how we need to have these discussions, these debates. Is all this. It's just everybody say, you know, bless your heart for what I'm about to say. So it,
1: that so that means the South is better,
0: right? We we will we will hurt you. We just hurt you <laughs> while we're nicely, hugging. you, right? Maybe I don't yeah. squeeze you hard. Yeah. It's fine. We love Give you so much. You're a terrible person. And This knife. How does that feel back there? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, you know, that's, God, there's so many cultural, you know, like, we take time to, that's the one that when I, I pick with my in and it's the same up here, you guys can carry on a thousand conversations at once, and they're like, mm-hmm. and it's like, this person speaking where I'm from, like, they get there 10 minutes, there's no other speaking. Really? Yeah, and that was a really. With,
1: is that family, or is that actual regional, you
0: think? I, I, I believe that's regional. I feel like it's a lot slower mm. pace down there, um, at least that was. What I've experienced, and and still you go back, and here I, you know, if I'm at my um, wife's house with her family, I, I literally it's almost stimulation overload. I can't process all the conversations mm-hmm. occurring between the adults, and and you know, and but they're good with it, and I see that here. It's, I mean, I feel like it's a little slower out in these rural areas too, mm-hmm. maybe, but people still y'all again, just the cultural. I guess it's cultural, or maybe we're just ignorant. And we have to go slower. I <laughs> I can't take it all in. Come on. <laughs> Slow down. Yeah, you're gonna have me go back and assess my entire childhood after this to to think about these things.
1: But just but, but do that. But do it in a in a way that says how does that affect me today? Not going back to say oh that was wrong. I shouldn't yeah. have done it back yeah. then. No. Nope. It's what about what I learned yep.
0: and how did I get there? I think I think I would say that there are. Here's what I was exposed to. Here's how I grew up, mm-hmm. and then I get to decide how I want to. Mm-hmm. utilize or let that impact me and, and and my life and there are things i want to continue and carry yeah. on oh, yeah. and there are plenty of things i do nope. not <laughs> yeah uh, yeah yeah well we,
1: we've had conversations with our kids about race yep and you know because we living where we do there's yep. not a lot of diversity yep. in, in sure. race around here as much True. Sure. um and so but we were explaining to my oldest kid um about, you know, there are people and there have been people over history that viewed black skinned people as animals. And mm-hmm. what I love about that conversation that I have had with him is he's like, that's stupid.
0: That's good. To what hear. in the
1: world yeah. would they? Why? Yeah. And so what what it shows me is at least I haven't done too much instilling of anything negative. Yeah. And he, he understands it. It doesn't matter what you look like. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and but but that's the challenge of being a parent.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah,
1: that's the tough part.
0: Yeah, I, I the fundamental thing we try to do, and, and I don't know how to do it, and I know I mess up at times, but I want him to learn that loving people and being kind is so much better than being cool, whatever mm-hmm. cool looks mm-hmm. like. You know, I was so focused on being cool, which got me in trouble uh, a lot of times, <laughs> um, and I want them to be like, man, I played with such and such on the playground today. Somebody was saying something mean to him, and it went, and I'm like. Dude, that's awesome. That's what you should mm-hmm. be doing. Just like love people. Don't agree with everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you can't disagree and still love somebody. Or maybe love's too strong. Again, I'm emotionally aware now, so I use words like love. But <laughs> you can Fair like long. everybody and not agree with everybody. See the halo above your head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to recover from the previous forty right. years. So yeah, excellent.
1: <laughs> um, we could go on for days. Oh, so yeah. we, we probably should. Uh, somewhat wrap this up yeah man um you have a reptile affinity what in the world boy
0: i guess that got started i mean i was always the kid that my mother was kind enough she still to this day says she wished she'd never but you know pet mice pet birds pet it was something attractive about animals and i've summed it up in my older excuse me midlife um (laughs) that (laughs) That is just the lens for me that I see something so much bigger Mm -hmm. than we are. You know, it's whether it's waterfowl or lizards or reptiles, I mean, those I can pick up an animal or, or touch an animal in my job, and I'm just like, this is the most amazing thing ever. So it stimulated at a young age, had all kinds of stuff. In grad school, when I was somewhat independent, it was like, now I can have. Fifty of these animals, <laughs> so it, it was a townhome full of enclosures and tanks and chaos. Um, and then, you know, you move past that with the other things in life. You you meet a, a beautiful spouse, and you're distracted from those other passions. And then you have kids, like we said. And it's like now I can get back into those passions. <laughs> so you can be kidding me. Now I could, right. yeah. So uh, as my as my. Um, life coach that I'll call her says, you know, all the things you're telling me that um, you're trying to protect your son or your daughter, you're really just trying to protect yourself, you know, like the things you experienced and dealt with. And yeah, so I, uh, I haven't, there's something about reptiles, lizards and snakes. I guess they get such a bad rap, like we talked about earlier. And I just love trying to expose that, for people let them see that they're just not bad they're just a little creation and um they're so cool and at the same time though from my career and personal belief i it's a very negative pet trade out there and and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so a little bit of controversy for me with that but yeah i love that stuff and that's why we brought some of that stuff for your your family to see and we've got plenty more of that that's so cool yeah get you through the winters up here oh man i mean something to do inside but keeps the mice down (laughs) no mice at the simmons house (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Frozen only. Perfect.
1: Uh, well, we will certainly con- uh, continue this at another date. Yeah, because awesome, man. There's a whole bunch more. Um, Simmons calls. Sure. Uh, are, are you currently making, or are you on pause? What What's your? I, I and is everything custom that it, you do?
0: Everything's custom. Yeah, hand done. Um, I paused all the orders uh, because it got to be so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, with some success that I just told folks it was taking the fun out of it for me. So now I I make them and as i want to make them not how they get ordered and and sell them that way until i have more time maybe i'll get back into it and do custom orders but it was people send you certain materials and they wanted so they're shipping you the blanks. oh yeah and they want this embellishment and this and that and it it was like it's tough it was like no more is it my creation Mm -hmm. it's their vision Mm -hmm. which is fine and you are just but yeah that took the fun out of it for me so Hmm. yeah
1: Scott Simmons on the uh, social medias. Do you uh, do anything that's public out there? Or? I do.
0: I, I, I do. I'm, I love Instagram. Something. I, something about I like Instagram. It. I, I have it, a, it's
1: it's image-focused. Yeah,
0: that's, that's it. I have a Simmons Calls Instagram just because it's easier to do that stuff, but it's a personal account too. So, yeah, there's that. And then a Simmons Calls Facebook, but that's because I was around when Facebook was invented mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. becoming cool. Uh, so did it on that. And then I've got a website I've never updated in, <laughs> in years, sadly. <laughs> Simmonscalls.com. Yeah, uh, there was also something I saw. Uh,
1: DuckCallsOnline.com. What's this?
0: Oh, that was an undertaking that um, a dear friend that actually got me into collecting calls, and I undertook. And it's it's a poor example with our capabilities, but we wanted to document and library all of the call makers in the country. Oh wow! So that was a, er, so it's we were, an index. We were the yeah, we were the first effort to try and create that index with examples of the very every state. Mm-hmm. Um, and their call maker. There are other sites that have come out since that have done a better job cataloging and indexing than us. But that that's what that first attempt okay. was. And um, is
1: it uh, updated at all, or is it has it been dormant?
0: He may still update. it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's got those hundred ten thousand dollar duck call pictures on there, and and uh, okay, you know all the all, again all the call makers we could catalog uh, from people's collections across the country. Wow. So yeah, it's a cool. If you're into that stuff, if you're into Duck Commander, it's a good place to go. <laughs> Nice. Well, Scott Simmons, I appreciate
1: you uh, bringing coming down and yeah, man, taking thank the you. time. This is great. Let's yeah. let's certainly do it again. Sure, sure, it will be a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Very cool, Scott Simmons of of the well the Scott Simmons. How about that? <laughs> on the, on his, Scott Simmons on his journey of life. There you go. I like it. Thanks a lot. This is uh, the interview podcast. I'm Craig Weinberg. Uh, thank you, Scott, for coming in and. Uh, sharing with us who you are a little bit um if you have a story that uh well everyone has a story that needs to be told but we would love to hear from you um thanks a lot i hope you enjoyed this episode we will do it again certainly uh come back we're on the itunes if you have a questions at all why mailbank at gmail.com is the the email address whymelblink.com is the uh, the website where all the podcasts coming out of the studio are originated from thanks a lot have a wonderful day see you later